Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Bearded Losers. Uh, I am Eric from Hey Internet, Eric here. And as always, I got my own little punchy pet with me, my buddy friends. How you doing tonight, Frenzy? Fantastic. I'm jacked up on energy drinks and ready to talk some Rocky Balboa. All right. Well, he just he went he went ahead and told you one of the films we're watching tonight or we're discussing tonight. Uh, oh, they know. How, how yeah, do they not I know. know? I don't know. Maybe we maybe we brought in like one or two more viewers from like our little <laughs> group of misfits that always show up. But anyways, uh, tonight's theme of the two movies is boxy movies that where the main character's name Rocky. I did not realize our second film was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be a boxy movie. Uh, we're discussing Rocky Balboa and somebody up there likes me. Um, first, uh, first thing I want to say is uh, Rocky Balboa. Uh, he's in the chat was uh, a request of movie massacre show it's been a long time since we did a request so i figured why not you know and like i said we play favorites on 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 this podcast if you uh recommend us promote us give us excellent reviews we'll bump up your uh your request so tonight we're doing uh rocky balboa the sixth i think it is yeah the sixth entry in the rocky series the I guess you would say technically the definitive end of Rocky's story because he shows up again in the Creed movies, which those movies are not about him. And I'll say this. I was a huge Rocky fan growing up. I couldn't tell you how many times I watched parts three and four. Um, this is what I like about this film is um, this was like the, the same this came out in December. I think this was around the same time uh, Rambo 4 came out. So, like, Stallone was really bringing back his his two main characters that he's known for. Like, when you say Stallone, like, 50% are going to say Rocky, 50% are going to say Rambo. Yeah. And uh, I was, I mean, I love both characters. I was a rock, more of a Rocky kid growing up, even though I'd seen, like, the Rambo films because, you know, my parents didn't care if I watched, you know, Blood and Violence and stuff like that. So I lived on like Rocky three and Rocky four. I'm like one of the two people that actually thinks Rocky five is a good film. And um, I was super, super excited when I found out that, because I know Stallone is a really great writer. I wasn't a big, you know, I didn't know how he was as a director, but I was super excited when he announced that he would be doing a like last hurrah movie for for rocky with rocky balboa uh what were you thinking initially when this one came out frenzy did you see this in theaters or when it came to video yeah we i saw this with my brothers in the theater it was i think anyone our age that's a male it's a huge rocky's a huge deal Mm -hmm. uh it doesn't matter if you're fat not fat athletic uh, you don't like uh, we don't have to like preface every time we do a podcast by how we're not into sports obviously we're not into sports Right. But this is this is one of those movies that, you know, transcends those lines. I saw the uh, uh, Rambo, just Rambo, in the theater, and that one like blew me away by how violent yeah. it was. But there was like, there was a purpose to it, right? There was like a political. Right. He was trying to, you know, put a spotlight on this horrible thing that was happening. But uh, with Rocky, I was just like, what's the point of this? Going into it, I was like, what? What's he trying mm-hmm. to put a spotlight? He's just old now. Like he just mm-hmm. wants us to feel how how it feels to be old. So I was very reluctant. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. I might as well tell you this one. This one, like um, Rambo, blew me away with the gore, and just because I didn't give a shit about the character Rambo, 
right. this movie Rocky Balboa blew me out the water because it's absolutely amazing and it's like yeah. that's what I always loved about the Rocky character no matter what he's always the <clears throat> excuse me he's a the ongoing theme is he's always the underdog in these films whether it's you know the first one even in part five he's the underdog in this one and that theme I think is excellently written because lots of the situations are different and in this one obviously you know he's you know he's been done with boxing you know he was he quit he was done with boxing in part five but now he you know he's really like on his own adrian's dead um he's now running a semi-successful italian restaurant <laughs> paulio is always showing up drunk he, he he always says you know what is it you know italian food made by a bunch of mexicans in the basement it ain't authentic you know he, he, paulie's still paulie yeah. um he's still got that strained relationship with his son his son is now not just stuck in the shadow of being Rocky's son, but he's also, you know, always working and, you know, he hates his job type of thing. And Rocky's just trying to live a life. You know, he, he's, he is literally alone. And he finally meets, um, I can't remember her name, but the one girl who, you know, screw you creepo in the very first one, yeah. she was hanging out with the bad crowd. Uh, Marie. Little Marie. He finds her. Yeah. Little Marie. He finds her at a, I don't know, she bartending or something like that one night. And he finds out who she is, and then he strikes up a relationship with her. And what I love about his relationship with Marie, it's not sexual. It's not romance at all. I think he just needs another female in his life that he can talk to, look out for, you know, that type of thing. And it's done. It's written wonderfully. There's nothing cheesy. You can tell she's had a a rough life you know she's a single mom and uh and everything trying to make ends meet and i just love the character because what i what i love about rocky films are everyone associates rocky with boxing i kind of i kind i think it's kind of like you know the movie the wrestler you know the wrestler is not a wrestling movie it's a movie about a wrestler rocky all these rocky movies are not boxing movies they're movies about a boxer yeah. you know, we have our little montages of the boxing and stuff but there's hardly any boxing in them until like the very final fight you know what i mean so you have to learn about these characters get to know these characters get attached to these characters and then you get the typical you know training montages and the final fight and stuff like that and again i don't know if stallone wrote this one i know he directed it but it's the characters are so great not you know the returning characters the new characters for the most part, we'll get to one character I didn't care for, but uh, yeah, he wrote all. Like, yeah, it it's again, it's it's you know, it's a home run. I love the acting in this. Stallone is great as always. You know, he's still he's he's still got that motivational speech. You know, you you get pumped up when you just hear Rocky talk, like that scene where he's basically telling his son. You know, you got to quit being such a little bitch. You know, he gives that motivational speech. You know, life sucks. It's not how hard you get hit. It's how hard you can, you know, you get back up or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it's just the way Stallone portrays Rocky is just inspiring about, you know, don't be a bum. You got to, you know, you can't give up. And it, 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 in this movie, more than any of the other ones, he shows it. And I think that's what's great. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it's uh, it, what makes this movie so great is that 
if everything's come full circle we we opened mm-hmm. with rocky as the 30 year old loser who doesn't have any doesn't really have anyone in, in his life other than turtles and yeah. he's just a fucking basically a bum like in the original yep. mickey's like throwing him out of the gym for not giving a shit like just because you mm-hmm. show up to work doesn't mean you give a shit <clears throat> right and you can obviously tell that uh you know he wrote all these but you know you were talking about the boxing element to it the sequels they they, they become more and more about box i think like compared to the wrestler the wrestler is way more about wrestling than rocky is about boxing like this really rocky really has nothing to do with boxing <laughs> Like, right. which is very it's similar to the other movie that uh, i got you to watch which mm-hmm. that's really not about boxing either it's about this right person um and what i really like about this is that it's like it's like a fairy tale right he mm-hmm. doesn't it's it's designed by sylvester stallone who doesn't get enough credit because he people really think that uh rocky is sylvester stallone yeah and he's way smarter than like us and you and me and I, I've, I've said it on other podcasts, you know, people don't give Stallone enough credit. You know, they, like you said, they know him more so like the cheesy shit, you know, you know, stop or my mom will shoot demolition, man, all the people, all the parodies that people do, you know, they do the Rocky voice, they, you know, they, they do the, the, you know, they move their lips the way Rocky is. And I don't think he gets enough credit of, of his writing skill because he's super smart. Like the man, like idolizes like Edgar Allan Poe of all people yeah. when it comes to his writing I've style. I've seen that. I thought it was amazing. Like, watch Stallone on Instagram. The man is very, very intelligent. Oh, I've seen and, dozens of interviews. Where he's been talking about that for 30 years. Trying to get that. He? It's not coincident. Like, he's he's always talking about how they won't let him make it, but it, it kind of makes sense. Like, because he, for, for the 30 years, he wanted to star in it. Like, that's not happening. Like, yeah. you know, um, people and the same conversation people don't appreciate his writing his talent all that stuff um but i think they stallone fans overcompensate when it comes to his talent as an actor i think Mm -hmm. what's he's not a great actor and they try people like he but he doesn't have to be and he knows it like he admits it um he's the reason rocky is so successful is because he's not rocky but he's Mm -hmm. the, the the persona the mumbling all that stuff He's basically just playing himself when it comes to, he, you know, the mannerisms thing, the ideal version right. of himself, you know? Right. Uh, he's playing this, like, you know, aspiring character, kind of like a Superman, like someone that you mm-hmm. want to look up to. He is, he's more of a, mm-hmm. a symbol than a real character. But what's great about it is over the sequel, some of them better than others, he develops a, an actual character and he goes from just being an exaggeration of this, bumbling Sylvester Stallone in real life to like really profound person in Rocky Balboa. It's like, you can't plot out these things. Some things can't be plotted out. They have to be, they have to come about organically. Right. So in the seventies, he didn't, he didn't know that this was going to happen 30 years from now. He was going to make Rocky Balboa. He made Rocky Balboa the same reason he made the original Rocky, because that was him in that moment. So, Mm -hmm. What's so beautiful about it is it's like 30 years later, he's an old man and now he has all of this experience and insights and things to put mm-hmm. back into this universe and this character where, like I put it in the title here, is it, is it overlooked classic or um, cash, grab. cash grab? I think a yeah. lot of people do think that or haven't seen this or dismiss it 
as a cash mm-hmm. grab. It's not. It's just no. like this is. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, mm-hmm. I I love it to death. You know, I got a lot more to say. I don't. I don't. I forgot what we're talking about specifically, though. Like I do. <laughs> actually, I do too. Uh, just want to say hey to everybody in the chat. Uh, Real Logan Massacre, who is probably the biggest Stallone fan I know. Uh, Dallas is here. Mel is here. Um, Movie Massacre was here earlier. Uh, and um, what I what you you said it perfectly. Like the way this starts off, all he's got is his turtles. And he's got this. You know what? He's now lived a life of routine. He wakes up, feeds the turtles, feeds the birds, goes outside, does a couple chin-ups, goes to. I love how he's always visiting Adrian's grave, and you know he's there every day because he's got that chair, that folding chair placed into the tree. I mean, these these little sweet moments. I think, and I love also how we still have little bits and pieces of like when Polly shows up and like I, it's the anniversary of, of adrian's death and i guess rocky's thing he likes to do every year is he likes to go to all the different places where he first met adrian you know at the, the, the pet shop the skating rink and this and that and he always has Polly wanting to go with him and again Bert Young, who plays Polly, he's everyone who loves Rocky movies loves Polly because he's the trash talking asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And out of all the Rocky movies, the first one is the one I've seen the least, honestly. And I forgot how much of a how much of a prick he was to Adrian. And what I love about this film is they don't shy away from that. And you, I mean, you're feeling Rocky's pain because you know he's empty, but you also feel Polly's pain you know when he yells at Rocky saying you know I I treated her like crap you were good to her Rocky I can't do this anymore you know meaning the, the little montage of places they got to go but there's also little hints before that because when Rocky's sitting in the chair having his conversation with Adrian's tombstone Polly is there as well but he's behind a tree kind of hiding you know what I mean mm-hmm. he wants Rocky and Adrian to have their, their moment he also looked at it like he's ashamed of the way he treated her. And you can tell that. And Burt Young, I only really know him from the Rocky movies. I'm sure he's done plenty of things I've seen. But he is so good at when he has to be dramatic, especially in this film, you buy it. You know, you can tell that he truly cared for his sister. And he realizes it's too late. You know, he... He never probably was able to tell her he was sorry before she died. So he's like, he's got that baggage with him too. And that comes along in his performance. And I just think it's just perfect. Yeah. The way he is portrayed in this film, you know, well, all he's got left is Rocky. Yeah, that's true. I think it's, he's a really, <laughs> if you have like to anyone listening to this, who's really never seen the Rocky movies or for some reason, or you, you've just seen a couple of them he's like a really complex character i Mm -hmm. I mean he's he's an awful scumbag but yeah he has he's like a real person that's what's so great about Mm -hmm. it like most of the characters in rocky like all of the rocky films are not caricatures but they're it's like a fairy tale they're like they're kind of you know mass market like everyone can relate to them they're not very specific in their trait you know in their traits and things except for paulie is super complex but what mm-hmm. makes him endearing is that anyone can relate to this motherfucker. And right. I, I don't think that he's not tortured 
that he never got to say he was sorry to Adrian. Okay. I think okay. she, she forgave him for being a scumbag just in right. all facets of life because he did contribute things. He's a scumbag, but they, you know, she, he helped her sometimes. And I think the real uh, problem with him, the conflict at the, at the, especially at the end where he doesn't want to go in the parade of tears anymore with Rocky is that he ruined his own life and blamed her for it. You know, like the, the catalyst for him, his downfall, he admits it in the first Rocky was that he blamed her because he, he thought this is all in his head that okay. she had to live with him because she was weak and he had to take care of her and he could never get married. All these things. He never had a fucking chance. <laughs> like he did it to right. himself. That's what I mm-hmm. think. So he's going to put the blame somewhere and he doesn't want to put it on himself. Yeah. Because he's yeah. A, so it's like they have a, you know, a complex, beautiful, realistic relationship like him and Rocky and Adrian though, throughout the whole series, you know, and it's weird that he's not just a fat scumbag and that's it. He's not this character. He's not like a Seinfeld right. character that he's not a George Cassandra, like a one note thing. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has his ups and downs like in real life, you know? Sometimes oh, yeah, he's a little successful, like, then he's back to being a total piece of shit. Yeah, because you and you and what I love is, like I said, you know, he's Rocky's all he has left. And mm-hmm. if you've watched the films, like we're mainly focusing on Balboa here, but if you watch the films and the sequence, you see that his love for Rocky, like maybe Rocky's the man he couldn't be because yes. of the success and everything. Yeah. Because there are those scenes where he, you know, it's always before the big fight, you know, before he's fighting Drago or or uh mason uh dixon you know the the, <laughs> the the opponent in this one yeah he always has that you know go get him rock speech you know I'll, you know i wish i was you i love you rock you know that that usual be careful rocky speech yeah and you buy it and that's what's so great about her young performance and um God, i just like I, said, I, I love all the character almost all the characters we'll, we'll talk to the only character i didn't like was mason mason wait, dixon wait, wait, before we, wait before we get to the black guy what movie is it? Which one is it where they ha- he has the breakdown fight with Rocky about owing him? Owing him. Where he says, you owe me. And then Rocky oh. gives him a speech about he doesn't owe him anything. I think that's three because that's the one yes. where he finally gets drunk and he throws the, the bottle of hooch to the at pinball the pinball machine. Pinball. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a great yeah. moment because... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's jealousy, you know? Yeah, there's a couple like there's a couple big moments in the whole series that echo in this final Rocky Balboa, which like mm-hmm. we were, I was just, I, it was right off the top of my head. Like the, the name, we didn't really talk about that. Like the, you know, it's Rocky and then their numbers. And then we get to the last one's Rocky Balboa. Well, all of Stallone's like franchises are fucked up with their titles. You got one Rocky one, two, three, four, five. And then you just have Rocky Balboa. Yeah, you know, that's, but then that's you, not that fucked up compared to. Well, I, I mean, how, how they cheat, but then you go to Rambo. You got First Blood, Rambo First Blood Part Two, Rambo Three, Rambo. <laughs> instead of, I would have liked it if he would have just went with the the, the name the, the the person's name like he did with with this, and he would have just called it John Rambo. Yeah. And then you got Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, so I, just, I thought that Rambo was John Rambo. Like I remember yeah. thinking that was the title. For the longest time, it was like the original. The original trailer called it John Rambo, and then he just changed it to Rambo, which is just fucking stupid. But um, again, you said you know maybe uh, a nostalgic cash grab because 
Rocky brings in, or Stallone brings in all these past characters, you know, Little Marie. Um, we have um, Duke, you know, the former trainer of Apollo, who has a really great cameo. Yeah. Um, who else? Are they? Spider. Uh, Spider Rico, who, there you go. And um, Washes dishes. Yeah. He does a great job of making these returning characters have important parts of these movies or memorable parts of these movies and they're all good like let's talk about spider rico spider rico was like the guy he fought in like the very first fight in the very first movie mm-hmm. and he's always he he's always getting free meals from rocky because rocky feels like he owes him but he's the way spider is he's just so lovable because he he wants to earn his keep he's washing dishes for those meals you know when rocky has the um you know, he would always get blessed by, by the priest in all the other movies. Spider's now like a priest. And Spider's the one, you know, giving him, you know, the, the blessing before the fight. And he's, he's just so lovable in these little scenes that he's in. And like, well, like I said, I, I, I think he says something to Maria about it. And when she's, she's uncomfortable with, like, him being nice to her. And he says, why, why does somebody have to earn something to get something? Remember? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's the same level because it's like he Rocky obviously like has a like a real we're talking about like it's a real person. Mm-hmm. Rocky Balboa has a huge respect for boxers, unlike mm-hmm. like everyone else in the series, like boxing wise, to some degree. Like he, that's why he wrote this character. It, it's so endearing because he has he's just the perfect. He's basically the perfect guy, right? Rocky Balboa. Right. And right out the gate at the beginning, like in the first one, he goes to some bar and the bartender's talking shit about Apollo Creed. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a bum? Apollo Creed? And he's like, he throws yeah. the money at him and gets out of there. Yeah. Um, so I think he has this, you know, spider. It, he did fight him and he feels like he owes him. But at the same time, it's just like he has respect for all fighters. They're like, yeah. they're all cut from the same cloth. Exactly. And, and that's what I like. Rocky... You know, Balboa as a character is a genuinely good person. Yes. You know, he wants to do good by people. That's and he the just whole point. That's the whole point of like the reason he created the series in to begin with. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, he's like how Superman's very misunderstood. He, he's basically mm-hmm. like an Italian kind of retarded Superman, right? And like right. that's that's been the whole purpose of this character from the beginning was to inspire people. Right. And, and, and like I said, you know, we mentioned Maria. Like I said, I like how it's not like a romantic relationship. That he could have gone that route because that's what I think a lot of people were expecting. Mm-hmm. And it never hints at that. The movie ends. That like the most they ever do in this movie is like hug, and that's after the final fight. Well, you get a little, you, know, but he, you get a little peck on the cheek before the fight. Well, in the hotel you know, room, Remember, well, you have that. You still, but what's great about it is you still have. It's a real. These are real characters, so there's sexual tension. Like, yeah, you're like. Is she gonna invite him in? Is he? Is she gonna go in the hotel room with him? But mm-hmm. it's really like Sylvester Stallone. I don't know if he's trying to make up for something in his own personal mm-hmm. life, but he's just saying with this character, like Rocky is has he's he has decency, unlike most people, right? Right. He, he's not saying they're not gonna have a relationship and that he's too right. old for her. Like you know right. what I mean? It's just that that's gonna take time, and right. we don't need a sex scene with a you know it doesn't need to be rushed for the sake right. of. His relationship with Marie, the way it starts off, at least through this entire film, it's just more he's, I don't know, maybe, like I said, he's looking for that female that's not in his life, but he could also be looking for that child that's not in his life as well. 
because of how he air quotes failed as a father. There's just the fact that, you know, Robert wants nothing to do with him or he's air quotes too busy because, you know, he's always ditching him at dinner time and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, again, just the way uh, Stallone and this actress work with each other. It's so good. Like I looked at, I looked at her filmography. The only thing I saw was she was, I think the, the daughter-in-law of Clint Eastwood in uh, Grand Torino. So if she's in anything else, I don't oh, remember. Yeah. But well, she's so she, good at She's got a great the, look. Mm-hmm. She's not some beauty queen. No, she, she, she's, she's like she's a run-down kind of real yep. person. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. She's relatable. And you could tell, like, because she's been a single mom, you know, she's got this, I'm assuming, like, teenage son, maybe pushing 2021. 20, Anyways, you know, you can tell he's that old. So she and she doesn't trust men, and that's why she thinks Rocky's wants something out of doing all these good deeds for her. Mm-hmm. She can't. She can't believe that some guys, some men, just want to be nice. And what I, what I love is Rocky doesn't give up. Like I love the scene where he he offers her a job as like the maitre d or the you know the head wait like the you know the person at, the, at his restaurant the hostess at his restaurant. And she she just doesn't want to do it because she she thinks he he wants you know uh, he's got a motive to it, and I just love the scene where you you know well I'm just gonna stand out here and wait until the train hits me until you accept my offer, and it's a good little rapport with them and she's like well there hasn't been a train here in 20 years oh really well it's a good thing you told me I'd be waiting a long time or whatever he says, yeah. you know on paper that looks stupid but the way they work with each other and the way Stallone delivers it and this actress actress delivers it 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 works and it's great and it's endearing and cute he he breaks the ice with a lot of people with jokes that's a it that's how mm-hmm. this all tie it goes back to square one and it echoes the original that's how he got adrian he just went to the pet store every day and told a different joke and it's like there's tons the attention to detail uh in this film and that not just the tie-ins to the original but the real homages and uh, things um, from the entire series. This is obviously mm-hmm. not written by some fucking mongoloid that people think Sylvester right. Stallone is. He's like he's smarter than he he gets credit. Yeah, like you know, American Werewolf in New Jersey's in the chat. We discussed that when we talked uh, First Blood. How Stallone is so underrated with his writing and his acting. He just yeah. because you know people know him for like the parodies and stuff. And you said a lot of this stuff is callbacks to the previous. Uh, entries and when I, I you know i keep trying to I, uh bring up mason dixon his opponent like if no one knows like the plot of this it's basically you know mason dixon is like the current champ whatever weight class it is and he is like a lot of the critics say he's not a good champion because he's been spoon-fed opponents kind of like what mickey reveals to rocky in rocky three after he's the title you know like, we just handpick these wimpy opponents to make you look good type of bullshit and I keep saying like he's like the only character I don't like. I I just now thought of it. It's not that I don't like him as a character, you know, because they they do this um like ESPN thing like what if if Rocky was in his prime, who would win between the two of them? And Rocky came out on top type of thing that kind of inspires Rocky after he sees it and everyone's like, well, that's you know, Mason would wipe the floor with Rocky, so it inspires them both to have this like little exhibition bout. I guess my main problem with 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 Mason Dixon is. If you're watching this like in succession, he is compared to Apollo, 
definitely compared to Clubber Lang and Ivan Drago and even Tommy Gunn from part five. He is so unintimidating as an opponent. Now, I'm not saying he's not a skilled boxer because boxing nowadays is more relying on speed. But if you're watch, if you see his previous opponent, even fucking Hulk Hogan, you know what I mean? When he had that charity bout that he has in three, he, Rocky is fighting monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in his own way, Apollo, as cocky as he was, he was like a monster to, um, to Rocky. Mason is just so little compared to everything else he's he's fought. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why I don't care too much for his him as an opponent because i mean they do a good job because they say you know since mason is so fast and they say and duke says that he says well you know you're old you got arthritis you know so speed is out we got to get some like blunt force trauma like what does he say Everything's bombs out. he names like yeah. three things that are out <laughs> yeah so that makes sense that you know rocky has to rely on power because this new champion is so fast it's just i just have a hard time believing that Rocky wouldn't have a chance against Mason Dixon, if that makes sense. Well, it's hard hard to separate him from the previous opponents because they've been so over the top muscular or dangerous. Yeah. That's that's just a personal thing because the it's all intentional and it's actually kind of brilliant. Um, It's all on purpose. This isn't just like, Oh, they kind of dropped the ball with the bad guy. This is the oh, final. I think the ball. I just think I. I well, I'm just not. You're saying like he's not as intimidating, but okay. like this is a more grounded, realistic Rocky film for the finale, just like mm-hmm. the original. Like the bookends right. of the series are realism, kind of, mm-hmm. compared to the ridiculous sequels, especially right. three and four. Absolutely. Well, we can talk about five too, because I absolutely love five. Uh, Thank God. Okay, I don't, now I'm one of three people. I don't care five. what anyone fucking says. Five is amazing, but three and four yeah. are ridiculous. And yeah. I mean, four is a straight up monster movie. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a it fucking is. monster movie. It's not yeah, a boxing movie. <laughs> it's not even a yeah. Rocky movie. It's a monster movie, right? Mm-hmm. And probably one of the best monsters ever put to film. Like mm-hmm. scariest. I mean, I love everything about it. Um, but with this, Mason Dixon, this is all intentional, and um, that's why I love it so much, in that mm-hmm. he might not be as dynamic a character or um, on the surface, especially, as all the rest, but what he's, re- he's representative mm-hmm. of the modern-day Apollo Creed, okay? Like, Apollo hey. Creed was the Muhammad Ali of, mm-hmm. of, that, of that era when boxing was the biggest thing in the world. And it had mm-hmm. been for decades. Boxing's a joke now, right? It's literally yeah. a joke. And it has been for a long time. It's 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 YouTubers fighting each other. And mm-hmm. I don't I think it's Floyd Mayweather, I think, because I'm not a sports guy, but I'm pretty sure the Mason Dixon guy is like the Floyd Mayweather in that okay, I think you're talking because I'm a wrestling guy and Floyd got involved with wrestling for a little bit and well, he is the the trash talker but he's also known for his speed because his opponents can't catch him well i don't even know about the technical the the physicality of floyd mayweather all i know him for is that he's this mogul he's like the jay-z he's this money guy he's 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 made an empire he's made hundreds of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. sometimes on single fights pumping them up 
um, bigger than Don King. Like Don King was like uh, the predecessor to this guy. Like he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what if Mayweather has a team or his own kind of Don King or whatever. But what's right. so, what's so great about this movie is that he's tapping it. It's it's a uh, you know on his way out. He could have just made. You know, like, that's what's so great about Rocky Balboa, the movie. He could have, why did he try so hard? Why did, why, why did Sylvester Stallone, I know why, you know, like, the, just asking myself the question, because for the last 30 years, people have been telling him that he's a fucking retard, right? That right. he's literally, yeah. you, 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 you never directed anything worth a shit. You know, you've stole ideas, all these, like, like, and he's like, no, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to end this series on a high note. And he really... Mm-hmm just blew it out the water but the whole thing is like he's tapping into um like boxing now mm-hmm. and the the type of culture and all that stuff revolving around it and i think it's not as interesting mason dixon is obviously who gives a shit right i think the actor's fine he yeah he, i think he's a real boxer i don't there know there you go i mean yeah. but i i give it a pass for the same yeah. reason i give a lot of these rocky movies big passes for certain things mm-hmm. because it all gels and makes sense and and makes for a the bigger picture is way more impressive than you know the sum of its parts or whatever you know what i'm trying to say yeah and like i said i get it i'm not i'm not trashing the movie because of of the mason dixon character i'm just like it's if he was more just intimidating a a- it would have rang untrue you see what i'm saying like it, it just would have been this is not the this is not the same Rocky from 20 years ago or whatever. And boxers, the industry's changed. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is boxing in 2006. So I I get exactly what you're saying. Um, One last thing is um, before we get to like the actual final fight in this movie, which I think is amazing is uh, two more characters. We need, we need to bring up is um, we didn't, we don't have Sage Stallone as Robert. We have, I can't, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the actor's name. Yeah. But, um, and then we have, um, little Marie's son, you know, mm-hmm. I love how she's like in her fucking forties and he still calls her little Marie. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it's, it's real sweet, but these two actors are really good. I know the, the one who plays Robert was on heroes, you know, that TV show. But, um, again, it's the, you can, you buy the actor who plays Robert, you buy him being, not ashamed that he's he's Rocky's son, but he's just tired of it. It's like any celebrity's child. You know, they can't have dad time growing up because they even do it like when, when Rocky shows up at, I don't know if it's the airport or the office or something like that. And Robert's dad says, well, when are you going to introduce me to Rocky? And he takes that, you know, picture and everything like that. Like Rocky was there to have a talk with his son. And then, you know, he's you know, that talks over because, you know, we got to take pictures and sign autographs and stuff like that. You buy it. It's not over the, <laughs> I just said over the top when we're talking Stallone, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's done well. But the whole yeah. scene with um, where he's going to see his son at the office, it's set the setup in the background when he first gets there is the boss is chewing him out. Mm-hmm. The son for being late. And he says, he says, like, I don't give a shit who your dad is. He's like, mm. I'm the champion in this building, right? That's what he's saying. And so mm. a minute later, when he comes up to get the picture, it's just Rocky sees right through him, right? Yeah. He's just like, he gives him that look. And like, I think his son is starting to see like the, the, the a darker side to the celebrity stuff. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like it's this phony yeah. kind of it's this phony kind of circus. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, again well, we can parallel it with 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 you know wrestling. You know, like why we mentioned the I mentioned the wrestler earlier. It's like you they don't have time to be themselves either. Rocky just wanted to have a conversation with his son. He's busy now having to take autograph or right. give autographs, take pictures and stuff like that. So but he sees what his dad has to go through. And, on a and it's it's all you know this whole thing it's he can't get out of a shadow or whatever but it's it's even more complicated because he's trying to be something that he's not he's trying to get out of the shadow he's trying to do something the complete opposite of boxing which is mm-hmm. be a business asshole in wall street and he he doesn't fit in all those things but when when he sees his boss uh, just turn into a goblin and ask for an autograph from this person he doesn't respect like mm-hmm. he's really getting an insight into uh, that's like the, that was probably like the straw that broke the camel's back. As far as his career, he's like, I'm surrounded by phonies. Why would I want to do this? Because I'm imagining he's thinking about like, he's gone to the gym with his dad to Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine any of those people acting like that or, or changing, like becoming mm-hmm. goblins or You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there is like some legitimacy to, He's finally getting it. His dad's not just some fucking, you know, celebrity. You know what I mean? Right. There's, he's like a better person, and you don't have to be a piece of shit. It's like, it's this little moment in the movie. Like, if you're eating popcorn or talking, you probably miss some of that stuff. But mm-hmm. that's just one little scene. There's there's a hundred yeah. of them. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's great. Like, you can tell, like, Rocky is, you know, he's proud of his accomplishments, but he just wants to be... He just wants to be himself. Like when he meets up with a, it's funny seeing AJ Benza as as uh, Mason's uh, manager or whatever. Because I just know AJ Benza from like the E True Hollywood Story or whatever. Um, he was like the host of that. Oh no, I don't know him. Okay, he 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 was the, he was uh, like I said, he was the he was the promoter for for Mason Dixon, his manager. Yeah, he's but a um, it's just, like, when when Rocky shows up to them, he doesn't know like they're gonna you know say hey we're gonna have a fight for you. He's just like so you want to hear some stories or something like he, this is his day or this is every night for him. He goes to Adrian's, the restaurant. And he's got to tell the same fucking boxing stories every night to the same people. Yeah. So you hit the nail right on the head when you said like Robert's kind of, kind, kind of seen how it is for Rocky as well. And it's, it, again, it's perfectly done. And then I also like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And that's why, so it's it's I never thought about that because that ties into like him not showing up at the restaurant. It's mm-hmm. not just because he's like sick of his dad trying to reconnect with him. It's like he has yeah. to see his dad yeah. who is this animal who's mm-hmm. who's born and built to kill people with his bare hands have mm-hmm. to wear a jacket and walk around like a total fucking uh cool. uh I don't know what the what's the Jewish word for um you know clut not cluts um Mashugana? Not Mashugana. No, I don't know. I don't know any Jewish terms, but I get what you're saying. He, he's basically he's basically a caricature now. Of what yeah. he is. Yeah. Oh. And, um, Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. Um, one last thing I wanted to say before we get to the final fight is I also love his relationship with with Marie's son. You know, obviously he's not you know because Marie's son doesn't trust him from the get go because obviously may, she's probably had a lot of failed failed romances after dad split you know what i mean because he's basically he's like who the fuck's the dude you know who, who brought you home type of thing yeah what does rocky do he tries to break the ice gives him like you know his card like hey if you ever wanted dinner come down to adrian's type of thing 
And he doesn't, res- I love how he, in his own little way, he doesn't respect Rocky. Like they, but Rocky's just trying his goddamnedest to, to, to break that, you know, that wall between them. Like they go get the dog and he makes, he makes the kid name him and in, in, in like a backhanded slap, you know, slap. He says, well, let's name the dog Punchy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Marie's like, that's disrespectful. And Rocky's like, no, I thought it was kind of cute, kind of funny. Rocky's not dumb. He knew that punchy meant like punch drunk and stuff like that. He's yeah. not stupid, but he just, he took it because he wants to, you know, help this kid have a good relationship, gets him a job. Uh, I think he's supposed to like wash dishes or something like that. He, he offers him a job or something like that. And by the end of it, he's part of Rocky's ring crew. And I, again, I, it's just really cool. And whoever this kid was who played Marie's son, very subtle. doesn't have a lot of lines in this movie, but he's got great body language. Yeah. Like when he's just at the lamppost with his buddy and, um, you know, just the way he leans against it, with, you know, he's playing basketball, or whatever, and just, he stares like daggers into rock. It's, it's done so well. Yeah. He's so, great. Yeah. Right. It's very charming, but I, I liked when he's like walking around inside the restaurant. Cause he doesn't trust him. He's like, like it's understandable. He's like this fucking millionaire <laughs> cracker trying to fuck my mom he's but once right. he gets in there once he talks to rocky and realizes that he's not he, he's he's not just like punch drunk because he's a boxer he's just kind of slow you know mm-hmm. he's like oh this guy came from the same place worked his way up you know and he's seeing all these pictures and awards he's like yeah, I, that's what he says he says i like the stuff you have on the wall it's you know? aspirational he's like i can you know i can do that too and like anyone can do that and just little mm-hmm. little tiny little details like that fantastic but um, I, I really like the uh, how it doesn't cut to it's the continuity of the whole series. Even though some of the some of the Rockies are like completely insane, but I still yeah. like that Rocky's not back in the mansion, right? Right, flying around in a helicopter, or Ferrari, whatever. He's got his little dumpy restaurant, and mm-hmm. it doesn't go into a lot of the stuff they don't show on purpose, right? But uh, you know. Yeah, he's still down. He's still down. He's not really down on his luck, but you know, like with Rocky Five, they they had to move back home. Yeah, you know, and that's what I like because they don't even even though I don't know if Stallone really is disappointed in Rocky Five. I think he might just be pandering to the fans because everyone hates that movie, but you, me, and a couple other people. But I like how they don't like kick it out of the continuity. He is still in this little house that now all he's got is his turtles. I've never really understood that um the hate for it because i I can understand like sylvester stone being disappointed with a few aspects of it like it's Mm -hmm. a couple of the characters it's specifically the the don king guy and tommy gunn are a little i I love them too but they're a little ridiculous like yeah uh but there's so much more going on in that movie just like this one like to me this is like it has a lot of similarities a lot, a mm-hmm. lot more depth and things going on. I think people were just disappointed because, you know, other than the cornball stuff, which is in like all the Rocky movies, especially the sequels, mm-hmm. it's just that like you know he's got to get old and he can't. We they want to see him fight in the big fight in a ring at the end, and they just you know they didn't. You can't do that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, the the street fight's just as good to me. Oh, the street fight is fantastic. I think it's I amazing. Love it. It's amazing. I, I, I love every bit of it because, again, like I said, not to knock, you know, Mason Dixon here, 
know, because he is the current type of boxer. But even Tommy Gunn was intimidating and scary. Yeah. The way he is in that final fight, that street fight, he is he's terrifying. You know, and you know that he was, but again, he was a street fight. You know, and yeah. Rocky, well, Rocky was a street fighter too, and that's why I thought it was a great, you know, conflict. Um, we, I love how we have our, our training montage. I love how you know we have we have Duke there, and uh, I think that's his name. I'm pretty sure his name is Duke, uh, Apollo's trainer. Mm-hmm. And we already said it, like how you know you got arthritis here, and you, you you're too slow in this, and then he says. I love the way he words it. He says, we, we got to use blunt force trauma, you know, stuff like that. We got to do hurting moms. And then when you have this montage, it's, you know, all these montages are, you know, they got the, the, the theme, you know, going to fly now and all that stuff, which is you have to have like one of those things you have to have in a Rocky movie. You got to have got a going to fly now and you have to have the montage. I love how it's just not, it's not everything. how do I say this? During the montage, it's not always pointing out that Rocky's old. We have a couple things pointing out that Rocky's old. When he's lifting the, the, the one-arm dumbbells and he's getting sore, but then he's doing something else that's you know he's really good at. Then we have one thing where he's getting kind of old and tired, but then two or three other things that he's still really good at. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's done where he's it's not just an, an old joke. You know what I mean? No, it's good. It's very well done. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, it's very similar to uh, Rocky Four. The the, tra- the they always they, all of them have a final training montage where it skips weeks where he's getting prepared. Right. But when I was younger and like I, like I'm not pretending to be some bodybuilder, but in the last few years I did start lifting weights, and um, before that, just always been just complete slob piece of shit. My whole life, these training montages, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? I kind of know what I kind of knew what a bench press was, and a, a few little things like you know he's bicep curl whatever. But especially in four, when he mm-hmm. goes to Russia to train against Drago, Drago <laughs> Drago's using real machines like he's using mm-hmm. computerized stuff and he's just basically using um, like fixed machines um, that 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 aren't full body doesn't matter. But when it cuts back to Rocky, he's mm-hmm. he's not just doing some random exercise. He's doing the same exercise, right, for that mm-hmm. body part, but he's doing yeah. it old school. Yeah, like chopping a, wood. Chopping wood, like running that. up a mountain. He's doing triceps yeah. with a rope overhead instead of the yeah. machine. And it's the, yeah. if you don't know anything about weightlifting at all, then you, you won't get it. There's something special about that because, especially in Rocky Balboa, that he does it again. Like, it doesn't, yeah. it only shows a little bit of Mason Dixon because I guess mm-hmm. they're trying to imply that he doesn't really train that much. Right, um, but I just had to throw that out there because I love it. You know, yeah. If you pay attention, it's really cool what he's doing, and especially in Rocky Balboa, that he's basically telling him, he's like, "We just got to go old school, like fucking Hercules, Mister yeah. Olympia, nineteen fifty, Steve Reeves shit." You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to It has to feel like every time you punch him, it's that he's getting hit by a train. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, and uh, well, let let's go to that final fight. Um. You know what I, what I really love is, A, you know, I feel so embarrassed how Stallone's like, you know, 30 years older than me and he's like 10 times better shape. Like he looks fucking good when he's oh, yeah. in that ring. And um, I love how, I, I mean, I love how it, it is now modern boxing. It's on HBO, I think. 
you have I think those are the real announcers. Like you even got Mike Tyson yelling at Mason Dixon, like from the crowd, he called him a bum or something like that. So you and the way the way um it's filmed, it looks like you know, you have the way it looks as as the movie, but once you get to like, hey, we're on HBO, I'm so and so, you know, talking to this expert or whatever. You, the, the way it looks kind of looks like if you're watching, like the image, if you're watching it on television. For the first I don't know time. if you know this thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. It, it's done well. You know, it's well, a great holy idea. shit, dude. The, the attention to detail in the cinematography in this movie, I don't know who it is, but Sylvester Stallone, God, thank God he's not a, an actual meatball because you're a visual guy, you're a sound guy. Right, mm-hmm. you had you yes. haven't brought you haven't even brought this up yet, but the uh, this movie, unlike the original, especially the first few of them, Sylvester Stallone, he's not Rocky from '75. He this isn't people don't give a shit about film grain anymore. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't. Everything's shot digitally. They all they care about is high dynamic range, and he's like, okay, look, we're never gonna capture that film. We're not Quentin Tarantino. We're not shooting this with fucking film. He's like, this is going to be digital, whatever. But I'm going to make it look interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike 99% of everyone else on the planet that makes movies, right? Mm-hmm. This movie, he went out with a bang. It doesn't have mm-hmm. that film stock look, like the saturated, gritty 70s. It has a mm-hmm. beautiful, it's like, yeah, he's, it's he, has, he puts lights everywhere, like colorful yeah. lights. <laughs> he, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful movie. Yes, it's clean and, and modern because that's the times we're living in. But it, it it's it, the 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 color palette and all those choices. It's just every frame is exploding with color in the most interesting way, and it ties into the mood and the tone and all those things. It's not it doesn't just look like fucking Wizard of Oz for no reason. And at mm-hmm. the end, you go into the real boxing match. It looks like trash HBO TV, but then. That famous moment in all the Rocky movies where you know the fight's almost over and that music starts, that music comes back. Mm-hmm. This time he went crazy and did like straight up Sin City, black. That's and what white. I was going yes. to talk about. That's what I want to talk about in this fight because, like you said, I've said it numerous times, like I'm a color guy, I'm a sound guy. The punches, first off, because I guess they were really hitting each other. There's no like over the top, you know, Indiana Jones, you know. You know noise yeah it's it's that blunt you know punch you know that you hear and then just the way it looks i don't know if it was sin city that inspired him but it's just amazing how a lot of the fight is black and white but then we just see the red from a bloody nose or we see the blue on someone's shirt or we just see like the yellow on um the yellow and black on rocky's trunks or on his ring crew yeah you know what i mean it looks Sin City was 2000. Sin City was 2005, mm-hmm. and Rocky Balboa yeah. was 2006, I think. Yeah, right after. I so mean, definitely, if, definitely inspired by it's that. It's an amazing coincidence, but no. it looks so good, and again, it's so pretty looking while you're watching these two guys beat the living fuck out of each other. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's it's just amazing. And then again, we have like I said, he does do the callbacks. Like you said, we it's in every fight. He has like you know the bell rings. He has that inspirational speech inside of his head. You know, like that's one another thing I love about Rocky Five. You know, he he hears you know Mickey's get up, you son of a bitch speech. You know, in this Rocky's telling himself to basically you know get up, you prove that you can do it type of thing. 
and he does it. And again, call back to the original. Rocky doesn't win the split decision. But you know what I really love about this film? Rocky doesn't give two shits. Once that final bell rings, they hug. He says, hey, you know, Mason says, hey, thank you. You know, you're a tough old man or whatever he says. Rocky says whatever, you know, hey, good job, kid thing he says. He gets his robe on and he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. That's what I love because he was only doing this to prove it to himself that he could go the distance, you know, which was the point of the first movie. Yep. And I love it. He even when Michael Buffer is saying, you know, this guy scored the fight to Mason, this guy scored the fight to Rocky. He doesn't care. He's not paying attention. He's walking away, waving to the fans, hugging little Marie, hugging Polly, hugging Robert and, and everybody. And what I truly love, and I think this is a legitimate feeling, like I wrote it down, this was when, not just Rocky, but this is Sylvester Stallone, because you can see it on his face. This isn't acting. You can tell this is legitimate. When he turns, when he's he's going to walk to the to the locker room, and Paulie makes him turn around and say, you know, wave to the fans, you can see the look on Stallone's face. He's closing the chapter on this Rocky Balboa book. You know what I mean? Even though he shows up for Creed 1 and 2, this is the end of the Rocky story. And you can tell this is, in that moment, Stallone was saying thanks to everybody. You know, he proved I could do it one more time. And I think it's a legitimate moment in Stallone's life. And it's like the best part in the whole movie. You know what I mean? And that's what I love. I love how he literally just gets out of the ring and goes home. He doesn't care. You know, yep. he proved to himself that he could do it. It's very and it's again it's a callback, I guess, to the first movie because you know what happens after he loses or the fight's over with Apollo? He's not paying attention. He's yelling for Adrian. He doesn't care who wins or not. Here, he doesn't care who wins or not. He's just going home. And yeah. it, it's a fantastic moment. Like I said, you can see it in Stallone's face. Like I guarantee you that's a legitimate reaction. Oh, in yeah. That statement it's, everybody in the it's an easy fast moment because it's one of the best moments of the whole series. It's so meta. It's literally like you're talking about. It's not just Rocky. It's Sylvester Stallone not only saying, you know, fuck you. Uh, you didn't think I could do it one more time. Not only did he do it one more time, but he took the franchise out on such an elegant note, which is so almost impossible to do. I, I'm glad we, we, we got this movie requested and I'm glad we finally did it because I, I hadn't seen it in, God, I couldn't tell you how long. And like I said, I've always been a fan of the franchise, especially like the goofy stuff, you know, because, you know, it, again, fun factor three and four. But I love five because of how real it is. I forgot how good this entry is. You know, Don't it's hard for me to read. It's how hard could you for forget me to, that. Well, it's just because it's been so long. And I don't watch this. I think it's, I don't watch this one as much because it's one of the better made one, if that one, if that makes sense. I usually, the films that I, I think are better made, I watch less because I can pay attention to them more and appreciate them more when I do see them, and I really appreciate this. It, I, it's hard for me to rank the franchise. But this, That's the if weirdest I thing forced, you've ever said. What? That's the, what you just said about your philosophy for it better made versus... Oh, well, you know, if I, if I love a movie a lot, I'll, I'll hardly ever watch it. You know what I mean? Like, Because I, I feel like I'll get sick of it. Oh, like, you're what afraid. I, yeah. Like, you know what? It, 
you know, The Crow is one of my favorite movies of all time. I almost never watch that movie because if I keep seeing it over and over again, I'll just get tired of it, if that makes sense. You're like a Rocky character. This is like a Rocky moment. Let me let me be <laughs> let me be Adrian in your corner, or if that's too gay, then I'll be Mickey for a second. I can, okay. I can promise you this, okay? From, uh-huh. from the little experience, even though we're basically the same age. I yeah. can promise you this. The movies you truly love the most... Mm-hmm. you can never watch them too many times that's from okay. my own personal experience i don't know when you've actually done that <laughs> and mm-hmm. like i want to hear some examples did you ever like cross the line and were like oh i used to like that but i watched it one too many times off the top of my head no but i it's just one of those weird eric isms that you know dr frenzy has to dig out yeah. and i would you know what i mean i wouldn't worry about that one you're never okay the movies you're never going to get tired of watching the movies you really love all right so enjoy it. Enjoy Rocky Balboa because you haven't seen it enough if you just like you've only seen it a couple times. Okay. All right. Well, I I, I am more comfortable with you being my uh, my Mickey or whatever instead of being my Adrian. But you know what? You free. You probably you probably be a good uh, Polly as well. You know you have your Polly moments. Oh come on. <laughs> I'm not that big of a fucking scumbag. Oh man, that scene in part three is the best. That is the oh, best. Yeah, when, yeah, I love it. When when he's, he, like, when he he's like, you're not a loser. You're not You're not down. You know, he gives him the whole speech. He's like, you're just a fucking lazy bum. That's it. Yeah. He's like, you're not yeah. a loser. You, you got no, there's, you're doing it to yourself. He's like, just just work a little harder. You got all the opportunity. And one last thing, I just love it in the franchise. You know, that's pretty much the most said word is bum. You know, take a shot every time someone says bum in, in a Rocky movie. You'll be Fantastic. wasted within 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we're gonna to go to the movie you chose, and um, it's it's somebody up there likes me. I think it came out in '56. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, Rocky Graziano. Is that who was the boxer? That's his boxing name. Right, yeah. right. Well, that's what I mean. That's his boxing name. It's basically his life story. Yes. And went into this blind. I only knew from like the little like when you Google it, it's got that little three sentence little snippet of what the movie's about. And uh, I was interested to see that it was Paul Newman because I've only, you know, I've only seen Cool Hand Luke when it comes to Newman. That'll take a deep breath. <laughs> um, but I was very interested in this uh, because of, the, you know, the backstory, you know, Rocky Graziano is a big time boxer. And I sat down and watched this. And, and I always love how you pick movies from like, when you pick movies from like this era. You know what I mean? That's what I do love about you because, like, you always throw me that curveball from movies from like the '50s or '40s and stuff like that, which is really cool. And I went in watching it. I'm not like, trying to throw you a curveball. No, just a curveball. You know, just in general, what I mean, because every now and then you'll pick out like this time frame, like you know, the shop around the corner. You know, from that from that time period is what I mean. So I sat down and watched this, and like I said, I told you, I literally finished it like I was running fucking late, like right before we started this call. Man, this was a good movie. This was really, really good. Um, starts off, I, I knew I was going to be into some like some deep shit when it starts off of young Rocky. Uh, I guess you'd say being trained or just basic, basically being abused by his dad. Yeah, but you beaten. know they're wearing boxing gloves, and his dad's literally just beating the shit out of him and trying to teach him how to be a man. And then it just that's how it starts like he has no positive role male role model and then the whole 
fucking movie is him basically on the run from somebody. And it's amazing. He's either on the run from the law, he's on the run from the army because he went AWOL, you know what I mean? And dishonorably discharged. And it's just so good. And Paul Newman is just so great. Like he, to me, he looks like a young Marlon Brando in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, people and said he's that. Just so good in this. He's so likable, and he's kind of a scumbag too. Well, I'm scumbag maybe too harsh, but he's you know he's he's a career criminal, but he's just so goddamn likable. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a true story. That's what's, yeah. That's what's great about it. It's like it's not you know you can. You, there's obviously some exaggeration in things because mm-hmm. this is based on his own autobiography. Right. Everyone's gonna lie a little bit, but I didn't know if we we're gonna have a big discussion. I didn't know if you'd like this um, or anything, but I'm sometimes I, 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 I didn't. I didn't love it, but you know what? I didn't waste my time watching it. I I, I, I did enjoy it. I think you know sometimes I I've, I haven't had that many opportunities to throw you curveballs, but it's like these are the mm-hmm. movies that I love, you know, mm-hmm. and this is the stuff I grew up with, like you know, in my my grandparents um, watching movies over there, you know, a lot of people had. Um, these figures that showed them things, right? They, mm-hmm. they showed them classics and stuff and knew all these details. And th- I didn't have that. What I had was like a super racist grandpa who put on old movies because he was old. He mm-hmm. didn't know anything about these fucking movies. He couldn't tell you what who directed it or anything. Like he just put on movies that appealed to him on a surface level. Right. So I was like forced to watch these. And uh, I grew to love a lot of them. And it's just like, this is a part of who I am. The The real reason I picked this was, it's kind of like Lean On Me, Stand By Me. And that I can't think of Rocky without thinking about somebody up there likes me. Because no one's going to admit this. And it's not a, this isn't something taking away from Rocky. Because huh? it's, it's very interesting that this is obviously the movie that Sylvester Stallone saw. Mm-hmm. and this is oh, this, yeah. this whole guy this is the bones of rocky like he took the bones of this screenplay oh absolutely and added his his touch to it and it, this all ties into um the thing i'm always talking about is uh like sometimes you you know a lot of time you don't want backstory right and in this instance like what sylvester sloan did was take this this movie the screenplay which is all backstory right he skips mm-hmm. all of that and he he kind of refined rocky into just this kind of uh he's more of a mystery right mm-hmm. they don't explain anything in rocky you they say he's a street fighter right yeah but we don't have any evidence of that he works for right. a, a gangster breaking legs yeah. and stuff but he never does it like right like he he took this this real life character who you know this but at the same time i don't they the the end result was something completely magical and obviously everyone's favorite movie is rocky i'm saying with this platform this little tiny platform that i have with this show this isn't some trying to make you watch an old movie these are the movies i love and it's important to me that someone bring this fucking paul newman robert wise movie up when talking about rocky because it deserves to be brought up the 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 parallels are there because it's it's an underdog story you know, like you just said, Rocky was working for the mob or whatever, breaking thumbs, you know, a debt collector, you know, his, name, here. his name is Rocky Barbella. 
exactly rocky balboa i know yeah. I, okay. I, I i i'm like jesus christ he falls in love with a friend friend of a friend who is an uh introvert antisocial little girl yep. who works in a pet store come on yeah. <laughs> and what I, I wrote this down um rocky in this he's got that hate inside him that his trainer is saying you have to use oh well isn't that a beautiful he, scene oh it's great i love his trainers but what did what and we were just talking about rocky balboa what does rocky have inside him that he's going to use against mason and he even he's got this thing this fire in his gut heart he's got well, heart he's I, more like a, he's more like a planeteer or something they don't ever right. get into you don't you don't know why he he doesn't have the same motivation he, he, in that specifically it's not hate whereas well, no well, no 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 I, I i always pictured that rocky balboa in the last the, the one we just watched like he has all this pent up you know you know emotions dealing with adrian's death and robert and he's letting it out because when he hugs polly he says you know that, that whatever he says like the gut the gut thing is gone Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not necessarily hate, but he's right. got all this stuff inside him. He needs to let out. Oh, Rocky Graziano has all this hate that he's got to let out. It, the parallels when I watch them, like holy shit, it is the same fucking character. Yeah, but it's different enough in the performances that it, it's it's still a great great film. I didn't. Holy shit! Um, my dad was a huge Steve McQueen fan. Steve McQueen's in this fucking first movie, movie in a very big time. Yeah, this first movie. Yeah, because Dude. I well. Uh, Steve McQueen, um, George C. Scott, Robert Duvall, and Robert Loja. All four of them. That's their first movie. This is their first movie. And really? Paul Newman. Like he had a yeah. bit. He had a bit part before this. That's five. Mm-hmm. And isn't yeah. like uh, you know? I don't want to detract you. What were you saying about your dad? Because I want to talk about um, the hate. Oh, scene. I was just. Oh, I was just. I was just saying that you know my dad's a huge uh, Steve McQueen fan. You know, he always had one, and then when I saw this, I'm like, "Holy shit!" And then you know, he wasn't Stephen McQueen like when he was in the Blob. He was Stephen McQueen. Yeah. But it's just just so cool seeing that. Holy shit! Where do I know that face before? And then they're like, "Steve Wait. McQueen's in this movie." Yeah, I, I don't know if he says a, I a think line this or before the Blob. Because I've always read that it was his first appearance. Yeah, this is two years before the Blob. Okay, but I, I know he was Stephen McQueen in the Blob. Yes. Yeah, that's so, true. But either way. It was just cool seeing him in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he's literally in it for five minutes total. He's got as one, one Rocky buddy. Yeah, as one of Rocky's buddies, you know, that they cause trouble with. And, you know, the, the cops, a great chase scene when they're running away from the cops and then we never see him again. We find out that he's probably one of the guys that was put put to death in the electric chair when Rocky oh, God. Rocky's meeting up with the guy at the, at the ice cream shop. Well, the cop says, you know, he, you know he's just – if it makes you think like how many other little hoodlum kids were eventually just executed that mm-hmm. could have, that had this potential inside of them. You know what I mean? Oh, it's because a, it's such a depressing scene. All of it, everything that from his, he goes home, you know, his dad is still, what, what it was, he say, you know, dad never had anything but a mouthful of wine and a, you know, a fist across my face or something like that. I don't know what the exact quote is, but yeah. When he goes to the cops. Yeah. Dad's still a piece of shit. Mom's still dealing with that, but she still loves Rocky. And then all of his friends are either in jail or they've been executed. Except for the one little kid who 
he's trying to he's trying to bomb a hundred bucks from Rocky so he can get like a flower cart, but he's using that as a front, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. it's just like they're still all, you know, to use this the same term, they're still all bums. You know, and he's the only one that made anything of himself because he got the hell out of there. Yeah, and I think yeah. what separate what makes this movie special compared to because there's a lot of boxing movies, but um, at the time, this one has way more depth with it with the characters than your mm-hmm. than your run of the mill kind of shitty Hollywood movie, especially back then. I think a lot of people that are turned off by older films see the wrong ones, and I sincerely believe that because mm-hmm. just like anything else, there's it's a ten to one ratio of bad to good. Right. And this one has, this is one of the, this is like a John Huston movie, basically. It's got really complex, dark characters. And if this was made by anyone else, his dad would just beat him because he's a loser and that's it. But they go into <laughs> excruciating detail with, uh, with, especially with his parents and how he turned out that way. All of these people are a product of like society and the system. Mm-hmm. His mom knew that she was ruining this guy's life because he's a fighter right. for the dad. And mm-hmm. she tried to warn him, but he was so in love with her. And it's like, yeah. and she's like, she destroyed her life yeah. in, in that way. And, uh, okay, the scene when, when she says that, when is it, I think it's the scene where he's in jail and they're talking, you know, and she says, you know, I can't worry myself every night. That's why I don't sleep because I'm worried about you in jail. Yeah. It's, it's such a heartbreaking scene. This actress who plays his mom is amazing. Yeah, she's fantastic. I don't even know who that is, though. Oh, but my God. And then, again, you know, I, I, you know, let's call back to Stand By Me. You know, Corey Feldman's character, you know, his dad nearly killed him, but his dad is, is still, like, his inspiration mm-hmm. or type of thing. You get that when he goes back home. Rocky goes back home at the end of this film. And, uh, you know, him and dad get into it and, and this and that, and his dad finally breaks down crying. You know, and it's subtle. Like, he doesn't, like, he, he does some sobs and stuff like that, but it's mainly just the, the, the waterworks and tears. And then Rocky says, you know what, I'm going to basically says, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to win this fight for you, dad. You know, his dad has treated him like dog shit his entire fucking life. And he still wants to do good by him. Yeah. And at the end, and I think that, he tries to make up for it by just for once. Yeah. Like being on his side and, and encouraging him when she's never done. And uh, it, 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 it's great because he does that, and then it's it, it's very sweet. Again, it's 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 in the Rocky movies because the, you know, everybody's listening to it on the radio, or on the tele, you know, on the radio listening to this. And it's just like when Adrian and Polly are watching Rocky fight in Rocky Two, you know, on the television. You know, it's so good, and you know, God, I one thing I want I want to talk about is um, this movie actually has some good comedy in it too. Oh yeah. Like I love I love the montage of how Rocky is you know he's he's already married and they have a child him and his wife have a child and he keeps coming home with more and more bandages on his face and more and more you know his eyes swell shut up you know like he does it like two or three times and we see the baby getting older each time he does and every time he peeks his head into the door the baby gets scared cuz he's all fucked up. Yeah. And um I think the last time he walks in like Mom gets scared and the baby just says, oh, it's just dad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's beautiful. That's such a sweet moment. And I love how, because pun intended, Rocky has a Rocky marriage because of the fighting and everything that, you know, he's dragging his wife in with. Yep. I love how 
you know, she's always worried when she's listening to the fights. But when he finally wins, you know, the title, she literally wakes her daughter up. It, it, it's a sweet moment, but it's also fucking hilarious. I, 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 I literally laughed out loud. She wakes her daughter up and she says, honey, you got to wake up. Daddy just became the heavyweight champion of the world. And like a typical kid that age, kid just says, I have to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It's just little sweet moments like that. Like it's 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 so good. Yeah, I what love the, the his his wife. Uh, the the thing that differs from Rocky Balboa that that franchise in that like Adrian his wife in this movie is the Adrian of the first four Rockies mm-hmm. like combined into one. This movie's so great, but I love when she goes to meet Rocky's mom. Or she's already mm-hmm. met her, but she's hanging out with her, and she confesses to her what she, how she destroyed her husband's life, and just warns her not to do that because she's mm-hmm. compl- all she does is worry and complain about him fighting, getting hurt. And he's like, mm-hmm. look, she's like, look, you married a, a fighter, now exactly. it's, you're you're part of this. So you know what I mean. You knew what you're getting into, and that 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 you can see it. I'm not doing justice to the scene, but you can see the look in her eye, and then she yeah, she goes from bitchy wife i don't know how to say this outside of sexist right. she goes oh, from you know bitchy wife to partner like mm-hmm. he comes home defeated because he loses and she's like you you know she said she says something like a dude would say uh mm-hmm. about how you're gonna get him next time or something or yeah how he's a pussy or something i don't know but especially for the time this came out you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's this is there's a lot of dark stuff too but you know you were talking about comedy i think the first half of this movie it's just, you know, it's it's fucked up what's happening, but mm-hmm. it's not coincidence. Like, Robert Wise, he's a huge deal, like, filmmaker, but okay. he was, he was Orson, the two best Orson Welles movies are uh, Citizen Kane and Magnificent Ambersons. He was his guy. He was the editor. So, okay. like, anyone watching this, it's so tight. It's so fast. Like, the first hour goes by in the blink of an eye, and mm-hmm. it's literally just the whole setup. Of, of how he became such a horrible asshole <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah. it's like it's just it's it's just it's so ridiculous but I, my whole bigger point was i can't believe they didn't puss out with his character and he's not watered down at all he's like kind of contra he's over the top like he gets to prison and he puts the cigarette on the warden like right he just sticks it on his arm oh god when the when they're digging the holes and he literally throws the dirt on the fucking guard and knocks yeah, him out to get his gun he's about to kill he's him in- He's literally about he, to execute him. Or when he's in the army and he beats up the sergeant and he says, I'll sleep when I want to sleep. I'll get yeah. up and eat when I want to get up and eat. Like he is, he is a miserable, miserable person from beginning to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's just something you have to get behind him with. And with the comedy, we also talk about, you know, I love his, <laughs> his, his trainers. You know, the one guy, he always had, he, he used to work at what, at a lingerie factory or something like that. And yeah. it's just, he's so lovable. You know, these are great characters in, in this film. And like every time his trainer, like I even love when his trainer's like, he's, he's babysitting their daughter and he's teaching her how to play cards and he's calling her a fucking cheat and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, You're talking about, just, that's like his manager. Okay, his manager. Never mind. But yeah. either way, those characters are so well done. Yeah, he's fantastic. And it, 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 I am glad that there is that little bit of comedy because this movie definitely needs levity in it. Mm-hmm. 
because if it didn't, it'd just be too fucking depressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's just it's just so fucking good. Well, most this is not. I'm I'm not. I promise you, I'm not just pulling this off my ass. But most uh, oh. like boxing movies, I guess there's so there's so many boxing movies, but they're usually way more depressing. Um, there's usually some kind of dark darkness to these movies which this has mm-hmm. but it does it, they usually end dark like it's not coincidence right. that um i just want to briefly mention if you have if you've never seen this movie it doesn't matter if you see this or not you know mm-hmm. you'll you'll survive if you don't see somebody up there likes me i highly recommend it but there is one movie mm-hmm. made a couple years later by robert wise same director it's literally my favorite boxing movie of all time it's called the setup mm-hmm. okay okay the setup all with right. robert ryan it is like the one of the darkest movies i've ever seen it's it's literally a, a noir film but it's it, it okay. the backdrop is boxing instead of uh instead of you know detectives gangsters. or mobs yeah. oh there's gangsters but it's oh okay. like yeah but we're talking about the the boxing elements are so ahead of its time unlike you know rocky balboa or that series especially the original rocky like the worst parts of the movie are the boxing mm-hmm. you know what i mean and this was made 50 years you know before that uh 20 years before that i'm thinking rocky balboa doesn't matter but my yeah, bigger I point was how most of these most boxing movies have like this huge uh dark element and some bigger point that they're trying to make not with this mm-hmm. one somebody there likes me which i think is very similar to rocky in that it's kind of a fairy tale ending mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's like it's, oh, it, 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 ticker tape parade and everything, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's sweet though. It's sweet to see. It's inspiring. It's right yeah. there. It's in the title. It's in the theme song. It's like you know sometimes there are happy endings, and that's what I love so much about it. Because man, does this mm-hmm. guy go through some shit, or does he not? Oh God, it's it's. Like I said, that's why I'm glad there's the levity because it's so depressing what he goes through. That, you know when they find out that they when they find out you know he he loses his boxing license in New York because he he no showed the fight and he faked a back injury and stuff like that and then he didn't want to go to Chicago because they're like Chicago will 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 let you do it you know have this fight and blah 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 and he's just like no they're all gonna hate me in Chicago so he still cares about what people think and stuff like that yeah but I also love how he's like this street thug I love his relationship when he first meets. We'll just call it the Adrian character, you know, his his wife or whatever you want to fucking say. Yeah, his uh, he she makes the first move, you know. Yeah, it's the opposite. She, she we she likes him. He knows that because I don't know who tells who tells him that she likes him. It's his sister. But, okay, his sister, and he's sitting there at the ice cream shop, and she walks in, and she's doing some bullshit fucking conversation with the with the, the the clerk you know how do you get to this bus to get to that bus to get to this bus and she's just waiting for hey motherfucker just take you know to rocky you know just just walk me to the station <laughs> and then he he slowly does that and then as it you know okay well you're at the station all right see you later and they do that like that awkward like handshake they're not gonna hug you know what i mean and he's like oh well i better make sure you can at least get to the get on the train but you don't have to no, yeah but i probably should Mm-hmm. And then they get off and they're like, oh, well, here you are. All right. And do the handshake. Well, maybe I should walk you to the door. You know, it, it's 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 a sweet, awkward moment for him. It's fun. It's nice seeing him in this type of moment. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And the whole thing is kind of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. But, you know, 
every time I watch Rocky, I think mm-hmm. more and more it's obviously not a it's not a boxing movie. It's really right. more of a romantic. It's like a rom, mm-hmm. not a rom com kind of, but it's like a romantic mm-hmm. kind of falling yeah. in love kind of movie. And there's yeah. a lot of that in this. That's you know I sh- again I don't think um, the dudes in the fifties going to see a boxing movie. Yeah. We're, we're expecting that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So right. I, I just love it that uh, Robert Wise is like, no, fuck them. We're going to have some pretty things in this movie, too. Some, you know, it's not just fucking meatheads beating each other up. Right. But that, uh, I, I love that whole thing with the directions in the subway because it's like 50 years later, it's still like that. Like mm-hmm. anyone that's lived in like any city or New York, or whatever, it's really, that, that's the thing that bothers me the most. It's like if someone's trying to tell you directions, it's really like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's no problem. You take the B to the 21st, you get off, wait 20 minutes, walk three blocks, go down to the 121st subway exit, <laughs> not the 125th. Don't do that. They're, like, laughing in the background. Then you take the C to the D, and then it's the, the A all the way there. I'm like, fuck yeah. you. This place that I'm trying to get to is a mile away. It's right. a mile. I'll just walk. Fuck all of you. Yeah. And, um... Oh, isn't it great about the ice cream shop though? It re- it reminds me it's a it's another not a Rocky uh Rocky Balboa thing. Mm. But it, it kind of is too, because it's it, he didn't steal that. It's just in all the Rocky movies they have this recurring thing where he goes to familiar places. And mm-hmm. in this one it's over the top because he's literally he's in Chicago mm-hmm. about to fight for the for the title with his family and trainer and manager. He flies to New York just to get ice cream. I know, and he's 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 a dick because he's got all this pressure. He's like, oh, we need more, we need more uh, soda in this ice cream or some bullshit like that. And, you know, even even the, the 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 guy behind the counter is like, yeah, you fucking prick. You know, you, pay, pay you wake me up that. at like two in the morning to. He's like, you're the only one at three in the morning. I'd be doing this for Rocky. You know that type of stuff. It's 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 just great. Um. I don't know what else I have to say about this film that I haven't already, but I am glad I saw it because I, again, that's why I love when you, you throw out these movies, you know, and not just from this era, but that this, like I said last week with Lean On Me, I'm glad that you did decide with this two movie concept because I can see movies that I've never fucking heard of. It works and, out uh, sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy this film and uh, it's definitely inspired me to see more, at least more Paul Newman stuff. He, he's no longer just a cool hand luke or the salad dressing guy you know what i mean you got enough to last you the rest of your life you're very yeah, lucky. I know. highly i do recommend seeing this film at least once if you're if you're just a movie lover uh check this this movie out and i didn't know what i was getting into i knew it was boxing related but like when i went to the one on voodoo to, to watch this like even the movie poster you know it's just rocky and his wife in the back of like a, a car you know during the ticker tape parade and it's like it, it's 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 uh it's a drawing like an animated drawing of, mm-hmm. of 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 the film so you don't know what you're getting into and i sat down like okay what the fuck is he making me watch now and I, i'm like you know, just by because you always want me to go in blind i'm like i'm glad i sat and watched it because it was a good film well you this know? this one also other than the fact i've i've seen this a bunch of times but the if i ever do a like a film blog or whatever you want to call it like for real mm-hmm. which i'm never going to um i've always said that my the name of my blog would be somebody up there likes me so i have that this has always been on the back burner if i ever start yeah. 
writing stuff about movies, this will be the website or whatever. That's cool. Um, so yeah, highly recommend someone if they're likes me. Um, we really highly recommend Rocky Balboa. Um, that movie is fantastic from beginning to end. Um, I want to thank everybody who's listening to this. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, Logan Masker, Nightwatch, Mel, everyone who showed up. Um, next episode, ready to review what we're going to do next episode? Yeah. Um, I chose because I it's I've been slowly rewatching the series and honestly I just chose it because it's the next movie in the series for me to watch. So it's gonna give me a reason to rewatch it because I haven't seen it in probably at least a decade. And I love David Fincher. We're going to discuss my choice is Alien Three. And I know you're super excited to finally uh, reveal that we get to watch uh, your choice, Frenzy. We are watching, along with Alien 3, what are we going to be discussing? Stone motherfucking cold. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I've been trying you to get to you to see this movie since we started this podcast. Yep. And finally, and, uh, I got my opportunity because Lance Henriksen mm-hmm. kills it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, don't be expecting some great cinema. Right. It's my yeah. honestly, I think it's the best work he's ever done. Yeah, it's, ever this, it's this weird action movie no one's ever seen that just happened to be filmed in my hometown, and he fucking kills it. I can't wait to yeah. talk about it. Yeah, we, we ever since we, we when we, we figured out we were going to do Lance Henriksen month a long, long time ago, and we never did it, and we finally got to some Lance Henriksen movies, and we did Alien versus Predator and Piranha Two. Well, wow. yeah. <laughs> you've been wanting to find a way to finally talk about Stone Cold. And, yeah, well, Piranha 2, that was for me. That was like, yeah. I wondered, I haven't seen that in 20 years. Like, is it really, is it that bad? You know? And I, yeah, it was. It, yeah, it's not, I liked it more than you, though. Yeah. Um, But, well, you know, well, this I've is always... not necessarily going to be in the, the final video anyway. This will be in, right. the, in the podcast, but mm-hmm. you don't have to worry if you yeah been keeping up with it we're we're mixing things up around here yeah it, it's great to, to bring lance back to the two bearded losers because we've got a few more that we got to discuss of, of his that we said we were going to discuss but mm. not for a while anyways uh thank you to everybody who's listening watching um this was a this i was i mean thank you to especially the movie massacre for recommending or requesting rocky balboa because i I fucking love rewatching that movie. And it got me to watch somewhere, someone up there likes me. So I don't know how to end this because I'm tired. Like I said, I've been very busy, but Frenzy, as always, it was a blast. Can't wait till next week. Alien 3 and finally, you got your wish. We're going to do Stone Cold. And then after that, uh, it's October and... I already told Frenzy, everything I'm picking is horror because of Halloween. We'll see what he has in store for us all. Um, But with that, for Frenzy, for producer Rachel, all the way over there on her iPad, um, I'm Eric, and uh, we'll see you in the next one.
yeah, uh, it was mainly uh, real Logan Masker was just fawning over uh, Stallone like he always does. <laughs>